Why do you want to fight? This is the fight game with Demond Cotton. Hello, hello, and welcome to another exciting edition of the fight game on 1230 The Game. I am your host, Damon Cotton, and I say it each and every week. There is so much to talk about in the world of combat sports. Only one guest on the show today, but boy, oh boy, is it going to be a good one. Impact Wrestling star Jay Vidal is joining us on the show. And hey, Impact Wrestling is in Vegas this week. Tomorrow, you can check them out for No Surrender. And also, Saturday and Sunday, they're going to be in town more for the TV tapings of No Surrender Fallout. So if you want to go check out some Impact Wrestling down at Sam's Town Live, you can check out Impact Wrestling. Yes, my buddy Jay Vidal is going to be joining me on the show around 12.30, maybe a little bit before, but you don't want to miss that. This is one of my best friends in the business, the group chat that we all have. I mean, it's one of those moments where everything comes full circle. So, hey, who's on the show today? The guy I talk to every day? Can't wait to talk to him. So thank you for Impact for setting that up. Can't wait to talk to Jay. But giving you a double dose of wrestling today because we've got to talk about Elimination Chamber. UFC 285, we'll get the full breakdown of that next week, all the media covers that I'll be giving you there. So don't worry for the UFC fix. We will talk a little bit about UFC Fight Night Vegas 70 that's going to be taking place this weekend. But that, we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. But first, before we break down Elimination Chamber and the road to WrestleMania, there is, wait for it, there is a little bit of breaking news. And now that the dramatic intro is over for the breaking news, the announcement is, drum roll please, I'll do it for myself. Your boy, Damon underscore the boss, you can follow me on Twitter at Damon underscore the boss. I, Damon Cotton, will be the color commentator for the XFL Vegas Vipers. Yes, that's right, folks. I'm stepping back into the booth once again. Haven't been in the booth for the play-by-play and color commentator of it all in such a long time. It's been since college, and I know I'm only 26 years old, and for me to say it's been since college, which was, what, three years ago. But, man, I am so excited about this. My man Harry Ruiz is going to be alongside me doing the play-by-play, and I'll be doing the color commentator for all of the Vegas Vipers home games, and you'll be able to listen to that on Raider Nation Radio 920. I mean, come on, this Saturday, me, color commentating the Vegas Vipers. And now that I'm in the XFL circle, now that I'm in the XFL elite, I'm one step closer, one step closer to getting my one-on-one with the great one. Yes, everyone's telling me, Damon, this will be a great opportunity for the career. Oh, my gosh. Oh, just think about where this can lead you. The XFL, they have the partnership with ESPN. That is all great. That's fine and dandy. 
I hope that maybe this is the jump off point so I can be seen by the right person. The right person listens to the radio broadcast and says, hey, I want to pay that guy millions of dollars to talk about my product. Yes. Or talk about sports for me. That would be great. But my number one goal, besides giving the XFL fans great radio coverage of games that the Vegas Vipers play at home, that's first and foremost, okay? Got to be good at the job. Second, I got to get that interview with The Rock. I got to get The Rock in the booth. I know last weekend he went to all the games, you know, I think because three of the home games were in Texas, so he was able to make that swing, you know, from Saturday to Sunday. Come on out, Rocky. It's Vegas. It's going to be a Saturday in Vegas. Come up. Come up to the booth. Put on the headset. You know, talk to the folks a little bit. Me and The Rock chatting it up. Harry's also a big wrestling fan. So, I mean, me, The Rock, and Harry Ruiz will make sure we have an extra headset. We'll bring four headsets if Danny Garcia wants to jump in, too. She is also a co-owner with The Rock. So, if we can get the whole team, me, The Rock, Harry Ruiz, Danny Garcia, all chopping it up about the XFL, that's the goal. <laughs> that's the dream for what's going to happen when I am doing color commentary color commentary for the XFL. That's the, that's the one thing that it's like, hey, we got to make this happen before the end of the season. We got to make this happen, me getting the rock on the broadcast, and it'll probably just turn into a remember when, oh, man, WrestleMania 17, wow. The comeback you did at 21, wow. I mean, yeah, you know, so that'll be it'll be more of that, you know, than the XFL product, which is good. And I mean, if you haven't checked it out, I know this is the fight game, but now that I'm going to be doing color commentary for the XFL, I want you guys to check out the product. Even if you're just watching on TV, hell, even go back and check out some of last week's games because it is a fun product that they're putting out there on the field. Going for three, I think the NFL may adopt that sooner rather than later. Because going for three, it just opens up the game. I don't know about the fourth and 15 with the NFL want to adopt a rule like that. But going for three, that's the one where I say, hey, NFL, you might want to take that one. And now that we've gotten the breaking personal news out of the way, let's ring the bell and get into Elimination Chamber. Let's get it on! All right, this Saturday, the WWE... Had another premium live event, WWE Elimination Chamber, the main event. Let's just start there. Roman Reigns defending his title against Sami Zayn. In Montreal, Quebec, Canada, in front of Sami Zayn's hometown. I mean, but before we talk about the actual event, Elimination Chamber, we've got to talk about the Friday Night Smackdown, where Sami Zayn closed out the show in Montreal. And it was a perfect ending to the show. Sammy comes out. There's about 10 minutes of show left. Sammy Zayn comes out to the show. He's got the old music back. And the crowd just gives him his flowers. The ole, 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 ole. The, all the emotions that you could see on Sammy's face was better than any promo that he could have given. It was the smile of, oh, man. Soaking it all in, a bit of a tear, where this man gave you a range of emotions just from the crowd chanting and chanting, you deserve it, Sammy, 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 ole, 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 where Sammy even said in the um, post-match 
press conference for the premium live event. You know how they do the press conferences now. Sammy said that um, a Bell Center historian said that was the longest standing ovation, nonstop standing ovation in the history of the Bell Center in Quebec. Where that's the history that Sami Zayn is making or made in Montreal. So the fact that for five straight minutes, he did not have to say a word. And then when he did, he speaks in French, telling Roman Reigns in French, I cannot do it justice, so I will translate what the subtitles told me it was in English. Roman Reigns, you're in my house. (laughs) And then he goes back into it in English. But he gets the big pop for speaking in French. So you just love it that he had this adulation from the crowd where everybody knows that Sami Zayn, what he's doing right now, what he's saying right now, it's special. And that was the perfect send-off. Where maybe mic time, actually speaking on the mic, he went for three minutes. I checked the time. I think the, the show went off the air maybe a minute or two early because that's how good it was. It was five minutes of ovation, nonstop. The crowd giving Sammy his flowers. Three minutes of mic time. Roman, you're in my house at Elimination Chamber. You're not only taking on Sami Zayn, you're taking on the entire city of Montreal. You know, you're going down, slams the mic, he's out of there. And that was perfect. But before we go on to Elimination Chamber, something else that we've got to talk about from Friday Night SmackDown. Not a match. No, no, no. Not a match. But definitely a feud. Ariel Hawani, also a native of Montreal, one of the best and most renowned MMA journalists out there, but also covers a little bit of wrestling for BT Sports. Hey, WWE, they want to make him involved. He's done some work with them before. Just be in the crowd and, you know, hype up the event, hype up being in Montreal. And one person didn't like that. One person took umbrage with this when they saw it, and they had to tweet about it on Twitter to let Ariel Hawani know that this was just unacceptable. And that one person was Tony Khan. Yes, AEW owner Tony Khan did not like that Ariel Hawani in his hometown was doing a little side work for the WWE. He goes on Twitter to say at 8.56 p.m., you're a fraud, Ariel Hawani. You're as legitimate of a reporter as Tony Schiavone. Hashtag AEW Rampage. First off, why? I would hate it if my boss, Q Myers, if some other producer of another show or another co-host did something that he didn't like. And if Q's response was, <laughs> yeah, you're as bad as a, you're as bad of a co-host as Demond the Boss, and he tags me on Twitter. Like, what? Why am I taking a stray here? Why am I taking the shot? So for Tony Schiavone, at least maybe at a LOL, be like, oh, JK, Tony, you know you good in my book. But this just looks like the boss is shooting down one of his most valued employees at least every Wednesday, every Dynamite. Tony Schiavone, he's out there backstage on the commentary table. I mean, he's doing it all. But he's not a legitimate reporter in the eyes of Tony Khan. And Ariel Hawani goes on to tweet back at him. Thanks for watching, old friend. Can't wait for our next chat. Solid. 
solid. Also, don't listen to the snowman, Shivani. You're a legend in my books. And Tony Khan responds with, good luck with the unbiased journalism. Now, this goes back to the interview that they had following Brawl Out. And Ariel Hawani, he's just trying to ask basic questions. Hey, can you speak about, you know, the incident? No, I can't. How did you feel about the incident? Can't say anything. So I'm on Ariel's side here where when Tony Khan, where you do an interview, it can't just be, especially with Ariel, where he does the big long form interviews. You know, I he's got the long standing beef with the UFC, but every UFC champion is going on his show on their own accord. Where even though he can't go to a UFC event, he still breaks maybe a little bit of news. He's still on top of the top when it comes to getting guests for his show. Where So it's one of those things where when you do an interview with Ariel Hwani, you're not just going in, hey, AW Dynamite, check it out. Check out Rampage as well on Fridays. And that's all Tony wanted to do, or at least that's all he wanted to give him answers to. So, yes, I listened to the interview when it first dropped. Terrible interview. But the unbiased journalism part. I don't think Ariel Hawani being in the crowd at SmackDown saying, hey, guys, this Montreal crowd is raucous, you know, just hyping up his hometown. I don't think that's unbiased journalism. That's someone not passing up the opportunity of a lifetime. And I damn sure would not pass up the opportunity of a lifetime. But the snowman comment, you can take it as, hey, Tony Khan can't take the heat. Or you can take it as some of the other rumors about Tony Khan that I won't get into. But that feud right there almost dominated the weekend. Now moving on to WWE Elimination Chamber that took place in Montreal. Starting with the Women's Elimination Chamber match. I think we all knew that Asuka was going to win the Chamber match to go on to challenge Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. But it was still a great performance. I mean, Liv Morgan, the thing that they're doing with her now, that new gimmick of she can take the pain, she wants the pain, it's like the pain kink gimmick that she has now, it's great. The sunset flip off of the pod that she hit on to Raquel, that was phenomenal. And even the way she was eliminated, Natty putting her in the sharpshooter, Asuka bending her arm back, almost popping it out of socket, and she just passes out from the pain. So they, they were still able to put some women over inside the chamber. I think Carmella was also a good part of that match as well. But we all knew that Asuka was going to be the one that was victorious there. So don't need to spend too much time on that. And then you got Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. Something else that happened on Friday Night SmackDown was Bray Wyatt basically saying, whoever wins between Bobby and Brock, I want the winner. I got next. And it's like, what? What? <laughs> Why does Bray Wyatt care about who wins the match between Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar? Kayfabe-wise, that doesn't make sense. That's not how usually Bray Wyatt in this new reincarnation of him has decided to pick, let's call him his victims, his opponents. And then you see the match that they had on Saturday at Elimination Chamber, Bobby and Brock, and you think, does Brock Lesnar just not want to face <laughs> Bray Wyatt when you look into it? Because Bobby Lashley, he has Brock Lesnar in the hurt lock. And he gets out with a low blow. And the match ends with a low blow. So obviously Bobby Lashley is the winner. Monday night, MVP is now calling out Brock Lesnar to take on Omos. 
And so it's really one of those things where it just didn't make sense. Not the finish of the match, but I mean, because you can put Bobby and Brock in the ring, and I'll take a five-minute hoss match, two big meaty men bumping meat. I'll take that all day. But the finish, and then when you take into account Brock Lesnar, excuse me, Bray Wyatt, him calling out the winner, are we getting something set up now for Bobby Lashley, Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania? Are those wheels in motion? We'll find out on SmackDown on Friday. But it just doesn't make too much sense, and I don't know... Not who doesn't want to see it. Brock Lesnar and the spooky, the spooky supernatural stuff. I don't think it fits, but I also don't, I don't think it fits with Bobby Lashley either to be in the Bray Wyatt universe. And that's the problem with Bray Wyatt where so many people that I know were, oh man, he's going to come back. It's going to be so awesome. Yeah. To an extent, the promos are going to be awesome. The video packages are going to be awesome. All the backstage stuff is going to be awesome. The Mountain Dew pitch black match, I'll give him a pass because it's a sponsored match. What really can you do with it? But we haven't seen L.A. Knight since. And what did that do for Bray Wyatt? Uncle Howdy is now at his side. I thought that before Uncle Howdy may have been a nemesis of Bray Wyatt. Someone I thought we were setting up maybe at the beginning of the L.A. Knight feud that it's going to be Bray Wyatt taking on Uncle Howdy at WrestleMania. So it's really just the confusing saga of what is going on inside the head of Bray Wyatt that I really just don't understand. And I do think that Brock Lesnar, not in kayfabe, but in backstage politics, was like, yeah, man, I'm not doing that. So uh, let's keep me looking strong. I'll give him an F5 after I get DQ'd. And I'll also give the ref an F5. And I'll, you know, and Brock Lesnar can look good in front of the crowd because people love that music. And Brock Lesnar, he's the beast. He's got to look strong after the show, and I think that now Bobby Lashley has the lead in this series. It's 2-1 now. So Bobby Lashley can say he's got two victories over Brock Lesnar, and Brock Lesnar looks strong. They can both leave happy. But I do think that the Bray Wyatt of it all changed the, changed the finish in the match a little bit. Now moving on to Edge and Beth Phoenix, the grit couple, taking on Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. I mean, the Judgment Day, they're on fire. Dominic... He wasn't even in the match, but he still came out with the crew. Heat. He's got the heat. <laughs> the crowd hates Dominic. And I was waffling on my pick between this match on last week's show, but Edge and Beth Phoenix, I forgot Edge, you know, being the Canadian, you know, the home country hero, he, they get the win. And outside of the ring, Edge and Beth, they're very good friends with FTR Dax Hardwood and Cash Wheeler, they win the match with a shatter machine. And I'm not saying that that's leaving any breadcrumbs anywhere, but winning the match with the shatter machine, them saying it on commentary, maybe, just maybe, that's a little breadcrumb that FTR, the revival, is coming back to WWE. And now we got to speed things along. The men's chamber match. Austin Theory retained against Montez Ford, Bronson Reed, Johnny Gargano, Damian Priest, and Seth Rollins. The best part of this match, Montez Ford, without a doubt. This guy's a star. The move where he climbs up to the top of the chamber, jumps off onto everybody. The selling that he does as he's after he's eliminated which sets up the entrance for Logan Paul to hit the buckshot lariat on to Seth Rollins and hit him with a stomp. That match being set up for WrestleMania now, Logan Paul and Seth Rollins, 
that may have been in, better than anything that actually happened inside of that chamber match because Logan Paul's a star. I got to say it. This guy, he's just that stinking good when it comes to all the little things that he does right in the ring. That buckshot lariat, I don't know what they're actually calling it in WWE, but it's whatever Logan Paul wants it to be called. If he wanted it to be called the impulsive clothesline, that's what they have to call it now in AEW as well because it's his move. I remember uh, one of my trainers, Sin Bodhi, telling me, hey, you do something cool, but oh, that guy on WWE, they stole someone's move because it happens on the indies. You can see it all the time. Someone's doing a cool move and makes the rounds on Twitter, and then you see someone doing that move on TV that they weren't doing a couple of weeks ago. But the person that's more over, that's their move now. And that's how I feel about Logan Paul and the Buckshot Lariat. And Austin Theory retaining the title, want to give him his credit as well. He's going to be taking on John Cena, I think, at WrestleMania. I think that's where the road leads to WrestleMania for Austin Theory. We've got the announcement that when the WWE's in Boston in March, John Cena's going to be there. So that's going to be interesting to see. John Cena's coming back for a Raw. So... Austin Theory, John Cena, WrestleMania. I think we can all picture that's where it's going. Even Austin Theory, the following day, he had the match against Edge, and Edge answered the open challenge. So if he's going to keep doing these open challenges, defeats Edge, John Cena's got to be next in line to take him off, at least confront him when the WWE heads to Boston to the TD Garden. Now to the main event of the evening, the... Undisputed WWE Universal Championship match between Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. Roman Reigns, as they said on commentary, the champion's prerogative. He he wanted to come out first. A good move by the WWE. So when Sami Zayn comes out, he gets the roar of the crowd. And I think I saw somewhere, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Before Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn touched in the ring of man, the bells rang and these two guys are both soaking in the moment. That took longer for them to touch than the entirety of Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. I mean, I love a good horse fight, but that just shows you the tension between Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. This bloodline story has been great. Were the match, was it a five-star classic in ring, the, in ring the work rate? Probably not, but it still delivered on every note. Sami Zayn's wife being out there in the crowd were, man, you would think she was a performer. The way Roman Reigns is talking to her, Sami Zayn, he gets, a little, he gets a little hope spot, kisses his wife, goes back up to the top rope. Roman cuts him off. Everything was played perfectly in the end. The Usos come out. First, Jimmy Uso gets taken out. Jay Uso, a little conflicted. Sammy accidentally hits him with the spear. And I don't know about Jay being involved there just to accidentally get hit with a spear and never to be seen again. Roman Reigns eventually takes out Sammy with the chair, hits him with a spear. We get the one, two, three. Was the finish of the match the most climactic finish? No. But it had to end that way with Roman Reigns definitively pinning Sami Zayn. One, two, three. Now the post-match beatdown. You get Kevin Owens to come out. And I love what they did with Kevin Owens because we've still got a lot of story to set up for WrestleMania. we still got a lot of story to set up for WrestleMania with, with Kevin Owens. How he said on Monday night, he did it for him. He didn't just do it for Sami. 
He did it for himself. He did it for his family. He did it for Sammy's family. And he still, they didn't embrace. There was no handshake. There's no hug. He still got to earn Sammy's trust back because, hey, the war games match. He low blowed him. He took him out. I know that everyone says that, hey, man, he turned on the bloodline by hitting him with the chair. But, man, KO still ate about 20 super kicks from the Usos before Sammy said, no, I'm conflicted. He wasn't conflicted about the bloodline beating him down. It was the fact that he didn't want to have to be the one to also hear, hit KO with the chair. So, I mean, eh, we still ain't cool either after all that. But they end the show. They lay out Roman Reigns. Big pop. They get to go home. Show goes off. They're the heroes. Now we're setting up for that road to WrestleMania. We still got a couple of weeks. We still like 30 plus days out from WrestleMania. So there's still going to be some time for Sammy and KO to reconcile and take those tag team titles from the Usos. And Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns is now set up perfectly. The back and forth between Cody and Paul Heyman, the war of words that they're having. It's setting up perfectly. So the first time that Cody and Roman actually come face to face, it's going to be electric. I love the way that they're setting up the storytelling where Cody is mainly talking to Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns isn't even involved in the Cody storyline yet. So I can't wait to see how they bring that together as well. And when we come back, we're going to be talking more wrestling with Jay Vidal from Impact. Don't go anywhere. This is The Fight Game on 1230 The Game. Welcome back to The Fight Game with Demond Cotton. Joining me now in studio is the one, the only Impact wrestler, Jay Vidal, joining me here in studio. Man, how you feeling today? I am feeling fantastic. I'm so happy to be here. How you doing? I'm doing great. And Impact Wrestling returns to Las Vegas for three nights at Samstown Live. No surrender. We're alive this Friday, February 24th. And it's going to be followed by No Surrender Fallout. And you can check out those shows Saturday and Sunday, February 25th and the 26th. And you can find those tickets at Ticketmaster.com. So, Jay, Impact Wrestling, I know you haven't been with the company that long, but how is this how is this feeling? You know what? Before you even answer that, I've got to throw the disclosure out there. We go way back. We talk about every day, everybody. This is really one of those fun interviews that I get to do to see one of my best friends in the business be in here on the show today. But we've never had a conversation like this. So the signing of Impact, how do you feel about I'm not going to ask you about being the first openly gay wrestler signed Impact now. But just since you've signed that contract, how things changed? Uh Things have changed so much for the better. It's like, you know, it's almost like now that I put pen to paper, now that I'm signed, it's like I am legitimized in a lot of people's eyes. It's a different level um, of respect that I get now. Whenever I go to do an indie show or just go over there to support, it's, you know, people who've, when I'm meeting these wrestlers who've never seen me before, now it's like, a, whoa, oh my God, hi, Jay Vida, how you doing? Which is amazing honestly it's all i uh it's all i ever wanted and yes we do go uh we do go back actually 2019 when i first moved over here to las vegas i met you and you would actually give me rides to and from uh wrestling training and i appreciate it so much because i was riding the bus at the time <laughs> talking about humble beginnings <laughs> yeah well, you know it's like when you come to the school hey we're all family here and it's like oh you're taking the bus no man i got you on a ride so you are one of the most flamboyant characters out in the game right now but I've got to ask you, how did your backyard wrestling character of 
Chris Anarchy shape the character you are today? Oh my goodness, I don't think it shaped it at all. <laughs> so you know, being a being a wrestling fan and just growing up wanting to be a professional wrestler. I, you know, had no access to a wrestling school at 14. So me and my buddies would just grab uh, the mattresses that we would find right outside that people were just throwing away. We'd put them all one on top of the other and then we'd just have matches and we'd have characters and storylines. But uh, it definitely did not shape uh, who I am now as a wrestler, but it it helped me grow my love for the business and I always knew I wanted to do it. So once I turned 18, it was like, all right, let's let's pull the trigger on this. Let's go ahead and get into real wrestling training. So what was it like when you first go to train with Gangrel, former WWE superstar? What was that embrace like of finally, hey, we all know I've seen some of the clips from the Chris Anarchy days too. Now I'm doing it for real. And this is, this is basically the big leagues. Yeah, it's like... It was definitely a crazy transition because, as you know, you having had trained yourself to be a professional wrestler, once you start actually doing it, you start looking at wrestling completely different. It's, you know, there's more to it than just getting in the ring and, you know, taking a bump, right? there, It's psychology. It's, you know, where to put certain moves, how to do certain things. It's pretty, it's it's a different, it's a whole different world now. Again, we're talking to Jay Vidal here on the fight game on 1230, the game here with Impact Wrestling, as they're going to be in town for No Surrender all weekend, Friday, February 24th, Saturday the 25th, and Sunday the 26th. So something else that I want to ask you, because since I've known you in 2019, I've seen the rocket, you know, you've attached it to your back and you've just shot off. But something that I want to ask you about, something I've never experienced, so please tell me about it. What does it mean to you when a company on the independence, when they have that much faith in you or they see the star power in you to put a title on you? What does that mean to you? To me, it means that they they trust you. They trust you to represent them. And that is like the highest level of praise, I think, as a professional wrestler that you could have with any company is that they trust you because now they're marketing you whenever that company for example um over here in vegas it was future stars of wrestling i held their uh, no limits championship and that's essentially like what the x division championship is in impact wrestling so now whenever you know future stars of wrestling would put something out i would be in the forefront with um everybody else with their world champion with their women's champion it's very it's a very high honor but with it comes a big responsibility right you have to now be able to perform at a high level and be able to show everybody that you know you belong there and then you talk about performing at a high level. Now that you're in Impact Wrestling, what are some of the matchups that you're looking forward to having or some opponents that you're saying, hey, I can't wait to get into the ring with this guy? Oh, man, without a doubt, I honestly, Chris Bay, only because he and I have already wrestled in the indies. However, us both coming out of the Las Vegas wrestling scene or making our name in the Las Vegas wrestling scene, I think it would come full circle to have that match over an impact wrestling. 
Oh, I would love to see that on TV. And speaking of future stars of wrestling right off of Harrison Drive here in Vegas, you guys both have your your poster on the wall where you're the honored alum. So to see a match between you and Chris, like you said, to see it on TV, obviously we've seen it before locally, but to see that on TV, that might bring a tear to my eye of just because Chris has also been on this show before. So to see you two guys, like if you were to have a match in Impact, that would be fantastic but you mentioned chris i mean but are there any championship aspirations what is it like because i know you are the stylist to giselle and she is looking good every week yes but when it comes to you and what you want to accomplish in the ring what are you looking for in impact so I am I am the executive stylist and content creator, the Giselle Shaw. So anytime you see an outfit on her, just know Jay Vidal picked it out. Doing great work. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And um, for me personally, what I want to see myself do in Impact Wrestling, of course, manage Giselle Shaw so that she wins a Knockouts World Championship. Be by her side as she does it. But as for Jay Vidal. Jay Vidal would love to win the X Division Championship, right? I Watching Impact Wrestling when I was younger, the X Division is what always caught my attention because it was always the smaller guys that were going out there and just stealing the show, having match of the night, and that is what I like to do. That is always what is on my mind whenever I'm at uh, any wrestling show is to go out there and outperform and have match of the night. So the X Division Championship is what I got my eyes on long term. All right, and you talk about being the executive stylist and the content creator. How did this come about with you and Giselle? Because I remember seeing you, I think, was it maybe the last time Impact was in Vegas? And then this comes about, but what does your job entail? Because I think you stick your nose in a little bit of the, too much of the business when it comes to the in-ring work. But hey, man, job's a job. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> doubting you. I'm not telling you how to do your job. But I do think that you do a little bit more than is required of a content creator and an executive stylist. Well, you got to remember now, if Giselle Shaw wins, we go to the pay window together. <laughs> Giselle Shaw gets paid. Jay Vidal gets paid a little bit more on top of what he gets paid for the content creation and being an executive stylist. So, yeah, you know, I mean... A perfect example of that was Giselle Shaw the other week um, faced Savannah Evans. So, you know, I saw that she might need some help. She might need an advantage, right? So what did I do? I got on the apron and I distracted the ref. I just pulled down my shirt, caught the ref's attention. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the ref caught some feelings. I don't know. But right behind that, Giselle Shaw was able to get the advantage and win the match. And I think that, you know... That goes to show how cool Giselle and I are, right? Because it, it goes deeper than me being her executive stylist and content creator. It goes to me being a manager now. All right. So, I mean, this Friday, February 24th, no surrender. What can we expect to see from you and Miss Shaw? I mean, what do you guys have cooking up? Maybe you don't have to give me the whole game plan, but what, what can we be in store for? So, all I got to say is that Deanna Perrazzo better be prepared because Giselle Shaw is ready for her and not only that but thanks to Deanna I got chili thrown on me I didn't have one outfit I had two outfits ruined thanks to Deanna Perrazzo so Deanna could expect some chili in her future I honestly hope that <laughs> she is wearing really cheap clothes that she could just throw away like I had to throw my expensive clothes away 
and buy newer, more expensive clothes. So Deanna just better be mentally and uh, physically prepared for Giselle Shaw and whatever chili might be coming her way. All right. So you talk about the outfits, man, and you're going to just buy another more, even more expensive outfit. What which which gonna be wearing on Friday, man? What 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 are we seeing? Is it Ooh. is it a wait and see? Is it gonna be something? It has be to be a wait. It has okay. to be a wait and see. Yes, like you know, especially on pay per view days, mm-hmm. Giselle Shaw and Jay Vidal always show out in the fashion world and professional wrestling. But I actually also got some news for Sunday as well. Sunday I will be in action. Woo! Yes, that's right. Jay Vidal will be facing Johnny Swinger. Man, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I know that you're the homie, so, I mean, I'm rooting for you no matter what. But I don't like that swinger character, man. I don't know what it is about him. Just rubs me the wrong way every time I see him on TV. I'm just, man, this guy, man, just... I wouldn't, I don't like that dude. Don't so. worry. I'm, 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 I'm a don't worry. Hey, you know what? I, I will dedicate the match to you when I beat him. That is, that is, that is my prediction for it. That is my, you know, theory for it. Jay Vidal beats Johnny Swinger because I don't know if you know, but he is 0 for 50. And once he gets to 50, he, he'll get a championship match and he's 0 for 50. So if he thinks that Jay Vidal is going to be the one inside that one of one in 50 no that is incorrect as a matter of fact i might just go ahead win the match and maybe jay vidal's on his road to 50 wins what see that's what i'm talking about i love the confidence i love the way that you're promoting yourself i mean giselle if she wins this match against diana i think she's the number one contender without a doubt without a doubt giselle shaw is going to be a knockouts world champion i don't doubt that for a second and Imagine that Jay Vidal by her side as she does it. Like, it's just, you know, we're winners. That's what we do. Winners win. It's just in our system and it's just in our blood. Again, we're talking to Jay Vidal here on the fight game on 1230, the game on behalf of Impact Wrestling. Now, something that we talked about before we got going, and I know it's on every media interview that you've got to do. And I know I've known you for years, but I've got to ask, you know, because we haven't had this talk on the air, but being that first signed wrestler to impact the first lgbtq superstar with impact just not so much what did it mean to you but how do you carry that flag and you know and say that hey it's okay it's okay to make history i had this talk with someone on my raider nation show where it was a woman and, and as much as it's it's cool to be the first woman to do this or the first latino or the first black person to do something it just means that dang that means that no one else that was probably even more talented than me got this shot before So I am the first uh, openly gay male wrestler to sign with Impact. And I don't think it really hit me right away until... Because when I put pen to paper, I didn't know that, right? When I was offered Mm -hmm. the contract, that was never even part of the conversation. It wasn't until uh, maybe a week later when Impact contacted me about doing media and the head of media relations says, hey, you know, I... I think you're actually the first openly gay male wrestler to sign with us. I'll I'll make sure to check. And lo and behold, you know, it's true. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. I hang up. I start going about my day. And like two minutes later, I'm like, wait, that's not just cool. It's, It's groundbreaking, right? It's knocking down barriers and opening doors, hopefully for other LGBTQ wrestlers, um, you know, to, to get signed without, without it even being a second look, because, 
I was talking about this earlier today, but you know, when somebody like um who's a member of the community, like a Giselle Shaw, like a Mike Bailey, like anybody else, like myself, when we get signed, it's because of our talent. It has nothing to do with us, you know, being a part of the community. But the fact that we are part of the community, now that just opens up doors for others. Yeah, and you mentioned opening up doors. The moment where it goes from, hey, this is Jay that I'm friends with, and I mean, I think he's an incredible wrestler, to, oh, this is a very big deal, because like you, I didn't think anything of it, because you are one of my very good friends. When the Miami Herald had an article about you, and I know you being from the area, that was the moment for me of, wow. Yeah, this guy, this guy's a star and I'm sitting here and I'm smiling. I mean, but it really is one of those moments of this isn't even a question. I just want to say it before we go. I just want to give you your flowers because you are that impressive. You are that guy. So where I sit here across from you and I'm like, man, I don't think you get enough credit for the hard work, for the journey, for the road that you've taken to get here. And I just, you know, want to, like I said, give you those flowers. Uh, I appreciate that so much. Seriously, like. You know, with me and you, man, it's absolutely nothing but love. And I'll go back to saying that I appreciate you so much for everything that you did for me when I first moved out here to Vegas, because to some people might be like, oh, it was just a car ride. No, it was like if you had not given me a car ride from training, I would have had to take a two hour bus back. So, you know, who knows how long I would have actually been able to to mentally put up with it. So I appreciate you so much, man. Oh, man. And I'm so and I'm hey, you, you talk about the car rides, but to guys to show you that, Jay, you might look at him on TV and you just see, oh, man, you know, he's a smaller guy. He's talking about the X Division title. He does like very cool moves. But this guy's a technician in the ring. He would show me moves and holds and it would be like, how about you do this and you do that? And it would be it would be with a little panache on it. And it's like. This dude is so cold. Or I don't think like, because we talk about professional wrestling in in the sense of hey, it's moves and it's character, but the little things in between, and I think that's what makes you stand out so well. Is it's like it's those things that maybe you're not looking for if you if you don't have that trained eye. If you are just looking, hey, I like this character, good guy, bad guard. Good guy, bad guy, who's going to win, who's going to lose. But with you, even the things that you taught me when we would lock up together, it was just, I knew in 2019, oh, this guy's different than the rest of us. Or this guy's going somewhere. Or at least speaking for myself, he's a hell of a lot better than me. <laughs> like I said, man, I can't tell you enough. You're that dude, Impact Wrestling Town for the entire weekend. No surrender. Before I let you go, man, tell us one more time about this big pay-per-view and the TV tapings that are coming up. Yeah, No Surrender is going to be on Friday. And again, I'm going to be managing Giselle Shaw as she takes on Deanna Perrazzo. Countdown to No Surrender. That will be at 5 p.m. That's right, 5 p.m. at Sam's Town over here in lovely Las Vegas, Nevada. And Saturday and Sunday will be 7 p.m. It will be the count, or I'm sorry, No Surrender Fallout. So, you know, just remember, Jay Vidal will be facing Johnny Swinger on the Sunday. And that whole weekend, you could you could honestly just catch us all walking around Las Vegas, baby, because, you know, Jay Vidal and Giselle Shaw are going to celebrate because I already know Giselle Shaw is going to take out Deanna Perrazzo and Jay Vidal is going to take out Johnny Swinger. All right, and you can find those tickets at Ticketmaster.com for all three events. Thank you so much for joining me here today. 
And when we come back, we're going to be talking about one of the most anticipated fights of the year that's happening this weekend. Don't go anywhere. This is The Fight Game on 1230 The Game. Welcome back to The Fight Game with Damon Cotton. And welcome back to The Fight Game on 1230 The Game. As we wrap up today's show, we're going to talk about some fights taking place this weekend. Before we went to break, I said we're going to talk about one of the most anticipated fights of the year. And we're going to get to that next. But first, we're going to talk about UFC Vegas 70. That's going to be taking place at the UFC Apex this Saturday. Nikita Krolov taking on Ryan Spann in the light heavyweight division. Now, this is going to be one of those fights where are these guys in that top, that upper echelon of the light heavyweight division? Who's to say? Because with that light heavyweight division, Jamal Hill is the champion. Ankalaev, maybe he should have, maybe he, in his mind, he beat Blahovich. He should be the champion. But the both of these guys, Span and Krylov, they could both on any day beat the guys in the top five that are ranked above them. So that's why when you have the main event, Krylov's he's favorite, minus 170, Ryan Span plus 145. Were these two guys were do they have deficiencies in their game? Yes, but could either one of them at any time make a case, get on a two-fight winning streak, and then say, hey, I'm, I should be the number one contender in the light heavyweight division? Yes, that is also possible. So that's going to be an interesting fight to see there because at the top of the light heavyweight division in the UFC, Jamal Hill is the champ, but it's really a free-for-all. That, that top five where you really don't know, there's not that one clear-cut, hey, this guy's the man. He could be dominating that division as soon as he gets a chance. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens this Saturday night. That's the only fight on that card that I wanted to talk about because we are running out of time here. But this Saturday, excuse me, this Sunday, it's taking place. Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury in Dubai in the cruiserweight division. You can find this fight on ESPN Plus, believe it or not pay that pay-per-view price but Jake Paul bringing real boxing back last year was supposed to happen and it didn't happen the gift of gab have been going the back and forth wars between Jake Paul and the entire Fury family we're finally going to be able to see this fight happen and I am so excited Jake Paul Tommy Fury or even in today's press conference the way they were going at it Jake Paul says how about we double or nothing it if you win I'll pay you twice of what you're already going to be paid for this fight. But if you lose, you get nothing. And then eventually, not Tommy Fury. Tommy Fury's dad said, you got a deal. And they shook on it. But Jake and Tommy shook hands. But maybe if Tommy Fury loses, he'll have to say, hey, my dad's the one that accepted the challenge. I just shook hands because it was going to make for an awkward moment if we just kept standing there, you know, at this press conference. But, man, this is one of those fights where Jake Paul – he was on Game Theory with Bomani Jones a couple of weeks ago. And the clip went viral where he says, if you lose, do you think that fans will stop watching? Do you think that the interest is going to die down if and once you lose? And Jake Paul got very combative and he said he's not going to lose. That's not going to happen anytime soon. He has no intentions of losing, as he should say, as a fighter. But with this fight, Jake Paul being 6-0, Tommy Fury being 8-0, I really don't know who should be favored in this fight because... If you want to take the cynic approach and just say, hey, at least someone's going to lose. But I'm really not rooting for either fighter here. Yes, am I 
Do I think Jake Paul is as good as he claims to be? No, of course not. But he's got to sell. He's got to promote these fights as best as he can. Do I think that Tommy Fury is going to be the one to finally, for lack of a better word, dethrone him? Maybe, maybe not. But this is just going to be what I want to see. This is the one fight for Jake Paul where we've all said, hey, man, you've been fighting YouTubers or slam dunk champions or over the hill MMA fighters. This is the one where, hey, Tommy Fury is only 8-0. Maybe he hasn't fought the world's greatest competition either. But this is going to be Jake, Paul, Jake Paul's, excuse me, Jake Paul's toughest fight today. And boy, am I intrigued to see how it all turns out. You best believe I'm going to be tuned in. If I could get a, a flight to Dubai to watch it front row, if I had that kind of cash, I would be there because I want to see it. Jake Paul, Tommy Fury, that's the fight that everyone should be checking out this weekend. That's just about going to do it for us today as we wrap up today's show. I want to say thank you again to Jay Vidal for joining me on the show. Impact Wrestling, thank you for making that happen. man. It's really fun when you get to see your friends come up interviewing somebody that I talk to just about every darn day. Such a fun experience there. Like I said, guys, UFC Fight Night is taking place this Saturday. Sunday, you can watch Jake Paul and Tommy Fury. So much to get to. So many fights to watch. Remember, stay safe and protect yourself at all times, everybody.